Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome back to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall and Chris Sasser, and we are in a season where we are talking about um, what it means to be thankful, what it means to give. Obviously, we are just coming off of the Thanksgiving holiday, which uh, is is uh, so much fun for me and my family. I know a lot of other people just sort of love it. And, and in our last episode, we talked about sort of the history of Thanksgiving. We talked about, you know, what, what can be hard sometimes when it comes to being thankful and developing kind of a, a heart of um gratefulness and thankfulness and learning how to give not just in and around a couple of months a year, but kind of uh, doing that permanently. And that's what we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about is is how we can can learn how to be thankful, how we can learn how to give and that be kind of our life. That's so cool. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we don't want that just to show up a couple months a year when we get to eat turkey and open presents. Yeah. (laughs) Because it feels a little inauthentic if that's what we do. So, Troy, just talk a little bit about your thoughts and and sort of how how you wanted to approach this conversation. You know, I was thinking about the word Thanksgiving um, a couple weeks ago, and just it just stood out to me that the word, there's two words there, Mm -hmm. you know, thanks and then giving. And we talked last time about the clarity of just being thankful and stepping back and being responsive to, you know, what's true versus just the reaction of living life day in and out when it's stressful. And to get to this place of being thankful, I think the byproduct of being thankful should be um, being giving. But yet I think we're challenged in between this natural place that God has made every man but the supernatural, which is where he's wanting us all to go. And so you can look around, you know, if you're just the natural man, can he can live a life in this life and be successful by all the world's standards, have, have plenty and love it, you know, yep. and enjoy it. And you can look over here and one of the worst license plates, I'm sorry if you have one, <laughs> that I see sometimes that's just as confusing is, is to see this very expensive car with the the word on the license plate blessed and here i'm driving a car that barely gets by yeah right well am i not blessed (laughs) is that what we're saying here yeah it's like am i not blessed and so it's not stuff that makes us blessed um but i do think that god does allow uh both the rich and the poor to to really have a life that can be full of richness as he created it. So talk a little bit more about this natural sort of goodness of God and like how we can experience that in life. I think that we can, first of all, I think for the natural man to, to be thankful uh, and see God's goodness is very possible uh, to see, to, to count the things that life, how life has been good to him. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I think that God is wanting to take that natural man even beyond just what he's given. Um, in this life, and that is to what is supernatural and where true thankfulness and gratitude there at that point produces a heart of giving Mm -hmm. as well, which is what does God do with the heart of a man that he made? 
So I think it's the transition from the natural to the supernatural, which God, what is it God really after in our lives is that we would know him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we would respond from that knowing him without, you know, helping ourselves in a sense in that we just give, you know, and however he chooses that giving to take place. Well, Christmas time is a season of giving, you know, we grew up loving it and we love it now and we focus on this, uh, although it can be stressful. Um, and I would just encourage everyone to get creative in the way that they give mm-hmm. to create less stress, perhaps sometimes that the, the finances may not allow. I think we make it stressful. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, right? Yes. We make it stressful. We do. And yeah, this to me, this is like one of my favorite times of the year. I love the, the season. Uh, interesting, interestingly enough, I love January because January to me is a time where it really is kind of looking back and looking forward. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad that it ends with this celebration of what Christmas really is all about. Yeah. And it's funny just in hearing you talk and sort of thinking about the the mindset that I know I normally have when it comes to being thankful is thankful for you know, the, the people in my life, the family yeah. that I have, the stuff, all those things. But but you just planted the seed of, am I thankful for the relationship that I have with God? Yeah. For for the fact that I can have a relationship with God through Jesus. Am I thankful for the love that I can experience, that I can't experience anywhere else in life other than from Him? Wow. You know, like like I don't know that my, my natural mind yeah. goes to being thankful for a relationship with the living God. Yeah. That's so cool. Right? I mean, yeah. I do think it goes like when I was reading some with Paul um, and some of what he went through, you know, he was sustained through difficult times. I mean, just listen to some of the things he went through. He he was shipwrecked three times. He was beaten repeatedly. He had health problems that he asked God to take away and God didn't. Um, He was imprisoned. He was hated by men. Uh, He didn't have, he didn't have money at times. He didn't have lodging. And he even said that I faced death all the time. Um, it's like, wow, I'm done. I haven't gone through any yeah. of that hardly. <laughs> Not my story. Yeah. But then, you know, he also says rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How in the world does he do that? Mm. And it's not religion. It's not, hey, just do these other religious things and then you'll get there. It's, it's no, he connected. God helped him to connect in the midst of that kind of adversity. It's this richness of a relationship that is supernatural. And it's like that either is or it isn't in, in our lives. And it's not determined by the things that you do. Those things can help, but it's just does the, the, the things that you do to take you there, is this thing really happening? Mm-hmm. And the richness that comes from that, it's like, wow, I think it starts with, I don't deserve this. You know, the richness of a relationship with God, it starts with a confession of, I can't do it. I need your forgiveness. I need your cleansing. I need this relationship. And if I can gain the clarity of, of hey, I don't deserve anything around me, and God gives whatever or allows me to have, that's one thing. But it can't replace the one thing. Let me ask you this question kind of based on that um, First Thessalonians verse, you know, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who 
is in a really tough circumstance. Like there, there's one thing for me to, to sort of be able to, to give, to, to understand there are certain things that maybe God hasn't hashtag blessed me with, but I'm still thankful for what I have. Right. I mean, I, I can get that, but what would you say to people who are in really hard circumstances? They've lost a loved one. They've lost a job. They live paycheck to paycheck. Like how do you, encourage someone to give thanks in those circumstances it's it's not a circumstance of of not having abundance mm. it's a circumstance of, of a real deficit in a lot of areas of life what, what do you say to folks you know who just struggle oh with yeah that? you know let i would i would say number one is like is that i think that we go through seasons of life in our life many times where you know we're not going to be thankful for for a loss we're not going to be thankful for the lack of something. We're not going to be thankful for a tragedy. We're, I mean, that's not what Paul is saying. It's not that we need to thank him for that stuff. It's just, it's that we are needing to pray continually. And here's why. It's because in the midst of that prayer, there's going to come a place where God is going to be so present in your life that you're going to find yourself grateful, not for the thing that happened necessarily, but there's a connection made with God that can't be described. Let me give you an example. Like when we first started a counseling practice, I had, you know, three people that I started seeing and it was pretty obvious that we weren't going to survive. And I was, I, I was just like, God, if this, if this doesn't work, you know, I don't know what to do here. And it was a very seeking time of, of financial difficulty and direction difficulty and losses of difficulty, uh, many losses at that time. And I stayed on my knees, literally on a little gray couch that a mission organization gave to me. And um, I just kept going there out of my need for God to show up. And I didn't hear God. I didn't see God at the time, but I just stayed there searching for him and praying. Was I glad that I was in the circumstances that I was in? No. But I stayed there with God in this relationship, and he spoke at, at about nine months in. Now, nine months is a long time, mm -hmm. but he spoke really clearly, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this in saying this. And I was on my knees one day, and he said this in my heart. He said, this is what I wanted right there. And what he was wanting was not about the stuff I was asking him for not even about him coming through for me, but that he wanted me with him. Mm. And that relationship is more important to God than anything, all of our losses, all of our lack ofs, everything. That's most important to God. And when that was, when that, in that moment, I remember feeling freed from all that I was focusing on and in a sense just blessed without ex without you can't even explain it mm -hmm. and it was because that is most important i think of when paul says um you know he kind of has that chapter where he he sort of recounts everything that he is and was in life mm. and you know how he's kind of he considers it all rubbish yeah. it's all garbage compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. That's so, so good. Right. That, that's, that's what I hear you describing is getting to a place in our mind where our dependence on Jesus yeah. and that relationship with him is what really matters yeah. instead of the stuff around 
and the circumstances around us, which can be really hard when we so attach our stuff. That's right. Uh, we so attach ourselves to the stuff around us and even the people around us. Yeah. You know, our family members who are, who are just yeah. precious to us and we love them. Um, it's right. just hard when we, we are all attached to that instead of attached to our relationship with God. That's right. I would say to the, the question that you asked, you know, the people that are suffering is that it, it's, God is empathy, you know, gives empathy to all of our, our struggles. Jesus gives empathy and can understand in every way. And he does not shame us for that. Um, but this connection that we're talking about, it's to be experienced. And at that point you can, you can talk about it. But the thing I would just say is this key little, <laughs> two little things here, rejoice always. There's no way I can do that yep. without prayer. That's right. And so this pray continually is kind of like, this is the route in being able to do that. And a result of that is going to be, you're going to get to a place where you give thanks, not for the difficulty, but the fact that that connection that you made with God enables you to do this. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to just jump into some more just practical ideas and suggestions when it comes to um, really just sort of embracing this idea of being thankful and giving. You're listening to a voice of hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Hello and welcome back to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverell. Chris Sesser here and we were just talking about um, Thanksgiving, being thankful, giving, all of those things. And uh, we've just spent some time talking about uh, some good scripture. Troy, I know you've got another scripture that we can talk about when it comes to this. Yeah, to be uh, just going back to the prayer life, you know, I remember um, running across a, uh, you know, a verse years ago that, you know, without a vision, uh, people will not cast off restraint. They want, you know, first of all, they, without a vision, one of the versions says, you know, uh, the people perish. So without a forward thinking of where I'm going and what's, what's in front of me in the way of God's direction, I'll say no to, I won't say no to things. Um, and so when I, I look at this, that God has taken me to a place to be, to live a life with more and more gratitude and being thankful and in being of a, having a giving nature, uh, to him, to, to others and to myself. Um, I go back to a time where, you know, I was challenged by one of the former ministers actually at a church here in town, uh, that was doing a three-day intensive on uh, the vision for your life. And he, he said he wanted us to really pray and come back with a verse that kind of represents 
our life and uh, and the vision. And so I I spent time thinking and praying, and I ran across this verse, and I thought this describes exactly what I want my life to be about. And that is Colossians 4, 2. It says, devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. And when I look at that, I go, okay, devotion, watchful, and thankful. And when I, you know, went through this time that I was sharing before the break about uh, being on my knees, that would call that a time of devotion uh, in the sense that I was devoted to just constant praying. Um, and I had to get creative. I had to, you know, a lot of times I'd go in to pray and I would fall asleep <laughs> and I wouldn't want to pray. And yeah. so I was kind of like, well, how am I going to keep doing this? And I came up with these little things to help me with my prayer life. I would pull out a little card and write down people's names that I was seeing and counseling, you know, and prayed for them personally. I would write down people that I knew and struggles they had. Um, and I would pray for them. And I was doing this actually because I know that's what we're supposed to do, yes, but I was doing this in part to keep me engaged because I would run out of things to pray for. Um, but I devote, it was a season of devotion, devoting myself to prayer. But here was the, the other part, it was really, really interesting, is to be watchful. And to me, that says, first of all, am I alert? This, this is going to help me understand what's happening around me in my culture, in my world, in my personal life, other people's lives. So it's like devotion to prayer. Now be watchful because God is going to start answering your prayers and he wants you to see that he's answering your prayers. And so in a sense, it's kind of like the question, do I follow my prayers? And I go back to the, what we were talking about earlier, you know, sometimes you got to write them down mm-hmm. or else you'll lose yeah. track of what you Yeah, you, you don't need exactly. Sure. So people would hit my mind. I rem- still to this day, sometimes some will, some person will hit my mind. And from that time in my life, back 10 or 15 years ago, I, I began to recognize there's, there's a reason at times where people will cross your mind, and that's to pray for them. So I remember praying specifically for this one person, and this person did not know it. And I prayed for a couple times, maybe three. This person ends up calling me. And I looked, I remember that, and I'm thinking, that had to be a result of God's bringing them to my mind and my prayer for them. I remember a time where uh, working with a person didn't want anything to do with God and made that clear, and that was fine. But he didn't know that behind the scenes, I was praying for him. And so I began to wonder, God, are my prayers working? And I asked, I asked this person a question, and I said, hey, this is the only thing I could think of. Has anything happened to you in life that's just kind of made you wonder or been out of the ordinary? And I can't tell you his response, but his response was of nature that God obviously was hearing my prayers. Mm. And again, I was like, whoa, so I can devote myself to prayer, but am I watching to see the movement of God around me? And here's where it takes you to gratitude and thank you. Mm-hmm. Because it's going back to the fact that this relationship I have with him is that real, that God hears my prayers and wants me to, to look. And when that, he starts to show you he's answering them, what other condition does it leave you in other than that? God, wow. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. you. You you actually hear when I'm, when I'm praying. Yeah. One quick question before we kind of finish off here. So, so you mentioned the phrase, uh, or you mentioned kind of the question, do I follow my prayers? Mm-hmm. What exactly do you mean by that? 
I mean, we can pray and ask the Lord things, but you know, the, it can be rote. But I and I, I, don't, I think God obviously hears our rote prayers, but I, I think we need to have kind of a no, we need to see God's track record. It's a lot better than we give Him credit for, even in our own lives yeah, personally. Right. And so, if I don't know, kind of because I just forgot. By writing down. Okay, so it's back to writing it down and yeah, just or, sort of following along with or, what God's doing. Or something, doing. just knowing and then looking. So follow your prayers in the sense of if you're going to ask God for something or pray for people, what movement should you take to see if God's answering that prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If God's doing something in that person's life. And so I think it's almost like a step of faithfulness to believe in the things that you're praying for. Yeah. And that references other verses in Scripture. Yeah, that's true. Also think of, um, you know, when you say the phrase, do I follow my prayers, how often will I be talking to someone and um, someone will say, well, I'll pray for you about that. Yeah. (laughs) Which oftentimes we do. Sometimes we might not. It's just Christianese, right? Right, right. But, But following up with them a day later, a week later, two weeks later, on that yeah. could be just a, a a great way to continue to build that relationship and display, hey, I really do care for you because we talked about me praying for that. How's that going? Yeah. Right. Instead yeah. of just letting it be something that sort of goes away. So it, for me, that's just a different way yeah. to follow your prayers as we sort of work together in the world on our relationship with God and each other. That's good. You know, and being back in church ministry, that was a lot, a lot more presented to me uh, than it is now. And one of the things that I began feeling and other ministers shared is the the guilt that we would carry because they would, we would hear that so often. And then we would recognize at some point, I haven't prayed for that person at all. Exactly. I um, I said I would, but I'm not. I didn't, right. And one of the things that we did, um, in a sense, I think it was to ease our guilt, but I think it had value as well is that when we were asked, hey, will you pray for me? We would listen, and then we would say, yes, I will, and let's start right now. Yeah, that's And right. we would pray for that person. Yes. And it was it kind of took them back because I think that most people really believe that, you know, they want the prayer, but they don't know whether or not you're going to really pray for them yeah, or not. That's right. They're wondering. You know? Yeah. Okay, we got just a couple minutes left. Anything that you want to kind of finish off on, just especially when it comes to to being thankful and how we can make sure that we live in that place of being thankful? I think being thankful and you know, and developing that thankfulness and the giving spirit that, that this season represents um, from an overflow of our supernatural walk with God, if we're engaged, it will produce in us a faith that continues to live with him. And, and the scriptures talk about being rooted and built up in him and strengthened in the faith as we were, we're we've been taught. And here, here it is, and overflowing with thankfulness. It, our thankfulness will be the, the picture of maturity. It will just happen out of this supernatural walk with God. And so it produces thankfulness. It's that important to God that he's already got it planned that if we walk with him, he is going to produce a heart that reflects his heart. And it's going to show up in being thankful and being of giving nature. I mean, Jesus gave it all. And so I think this is a part of maturing and knowing, hey, I want to be at that point. Yeah, and I think, too, for, for me, and I'm thinking through maybe trying to help my kids kind of experience this and, and do this, that I need to be careful to not kind of put myself in 
situations where I'm giving and, uh, you know, for instance, I go to a soup kitchen or somewhere like that this time of year, or, you know, do a coat drive or whatever that, that I'm not, um, thankful because I have more than the people I'm serving have. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times that, that, that is in, in families that I've talked to in the past, that's what triggers thankfulness is I go to the soup kitchen and I serve these people that don't have what I have. And it just makes me so thankful for what God's given me. And I think that's a little bit of a dangerous place yeah. to be, right? Would you right. agree with that? Yeah. And if you could look at studies across the world, you'll see that the happiest nations in the world are some of the poorest nations in the yeah. world. So it's not, it's not relevant to, to stuff, Yeah, you right. know? And so <laughs> we, we miss that. And it, the thing is, is that the reason it sometimes I think feels good to give, if we would dismiss that this has nothing to do with material stuff, the reason is that God, I think, is placed in our heart a goodness in giving. Yes. You know, and connect with that. Yeah. That this pleases God to, to be out of yourself. And we live in a, in a world right now. Easy to be we, all about me. That's right. We're on the throne. Yeah. And we're not supposed to be, so get off of it. Yeah, that's good. To, to be able to disconnect the sort of the physical nature of what it is that I'm giving and my status or my mm-hmm. you know place uh, versus someone else's to just really kind of respond yeah. because of who God is. Well, great couple of weeks of conversation about kind of being thankful. We, we do hope and pray that you and your family can just step into this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and not just live there for a couple of months, but to really develop a heart of being grateful for who God is and what he's done for you. And then allowing that to kind of come out of you yeah. um, each and every day. So uh, if you want more information, more help, you can go to our Voice of Hope website. It's mi1.net. You can actually there um, kind of uh, browse some resources, and you can uh, maybe even take kind of a quick survey to see if you are uh, a Voice of Hope or there's some questions that you can ask yourself for. You can also, if you need kind of some some tangible help, someone to talk to, go to agape-counseling.org, or especially if you're a parent and you want just some more parenting tips, you can go to equip and encourage. Uh, We just love to kind of be here to help you discover who you are and, and discover the voice that you have. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time on A Voice of Hope.